just what it's one of those things that amaze me. Brother Mike Wood was talking about um, how that one guy could step on the field and they go, whoa. Another guy step on the field and they go, boo. There's no man in this world that has control on everybody, whether they like him or not. Now, I know if he does better or if he doesn't do as well, that might affect it. But you have people that don't do well at all, and, and it seems like a lot of people like them. Praise God. And I see managers sometimes, they can be the flub of the manager, but see, do tremendous. And they could be such the greatest manager and not do that well. And I'm like, you know, but the Bible tells us, amen. I mean, you got to do your best. Don't get me wrong. Do your best. And this is the thing. God will always bless it in the end. In the end, praise God, God will bless it. You will get your blessings. You may not get your blessings financially. You might not get your blessings materially, but you may get your blessings with socialism or being, you know, your friends or whatever. Praise God. Amen. You may have a great family. You might have some good finances. You might have something, but praise God. But the thing of it is, God will bless you. Let's all stand. Amen. I'm going to minister to you today with the help of the Lord. And the subject's called the seeds of the Lord. The seeds of the Lord. How many wants the seeds of the Lord to fall on their ground? Don't we want that? Praise God. The seeds of the Lord. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 3. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 3. Praise God. And uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember him telling you. I'm possibly going to go see Tim on Monday or Tuesday. I'm sure shooting for that. It's a two-hour drive. But, uh, of course, he's well worth it. Amen. So uh, I'm going to go either Monday or Tuesday. I'm going to work it out with the weather and, and et cetera. And if you have a card you want to send, get it ready for me, and I will take it for you. Praise God. If you want to get it to me tonight or drop it by the house sometime. Matthew chapter 13, verse 3. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed some seeds, fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, where they had not much earth. And forthwith they sprung up, because they had no depthness of earth. Praise God. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them, and other fell unto good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundred and some sixtyfold, praise God, and some thirtyfold. I, I didn't say a hundredfold, but a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou in parables, unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given, it is given unto you, to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. Lord, I love you and I praise you for your message today. Help me, dear Lord, deliver to your people. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone say amen? amen. You may be seated. When we look at this parable, there's one thing that we've got to know. Amen. And that is there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed 
was the was all out of the same sack. It was the same seed. It didn't produce the same amount, and some of it didn't produce at all. But it was the same seed, praise God. There was nothing wrong with the seed. Of course, the, the, word, the, seed, the word seed is talking about the, the word of God, praise God. And when you go back into the New Testament and you look at the word of God, John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning, what beginning? Man's beginning, earth's beginning. God never had a beginning. It's just amazing to me that he, he can't look back to a beginning. He can't fathom an end because there's no beginning with God, there's no end. He just always existed. I was laying and thinking about that this morning, how that God is the spirit, he's omnipresent, he's everywhere. Praise God. And you will never be able to see God in his fullity because we are, we do not have the ability to see everywhere. But God's in Texas. He's in the other part of the world. He's at the bottom of the ocean. He's out at the farthest stars, guys. I don't know if there's ever a place where God is not. Praise the Lord because that's how vast God is. God is that big and God is a man. The way that we know God is by his word. He makes himself known to us by his word. The way that we see into God is by his word. If you want to know more of God, study his word and let God reveal that word to you. The word of God is like digging for a gold mine, praise the Lord. And you you just dig in that and dig in that. And all of a sudden, you come up with this nugget and you're like, hey, Hey, man, this is great. Hey, man, this is wonderful. Hey, and so the word of God is God. And that word is the way that he translates to us. He speaks to us through his word. And when Jesus was talking about seeds, he was talking about the word of God. He was talking about the Bible. He was talking about the preacher who's preaching under the unction of the Holy Ghost. He's talking about a brother or sister. Hey, man, that may be... Uh, speaking to you. Many, many years ago, I was to preach at a church, and I was really, really sick. And uh, I was laying on the bed, and Christy Kay was just learning to talk, and she was just learning to speak. And I laid there and with a high fever, and uh, a couple days I needed to preach, and she walked into the room, amen, and daddy, she says, I said, yes, honey, and she says, I'm going to pray for you. God heal you. And I said, okay. And I was just going through the emotions with her because I wanted her, hey man, to never uh, have any kind of roadblocks when it come to God. And she laid her hands on me and I let her go through the motions and everything. And when she was done and walked out of the room, I sat up in that bed and I'm like, it's gone. It's gone. That little girl's prayer Made it gone, praise God. And I, I just blew my mind when she did that. I'm like, wow, amen. Just, just the voice. So even a child can say something to you. God can even use children to speak to you, amen, and say things to you that, uh, amen. I mean, my wife driving down the road one day and uh, just going through a lot. And one of the grandkids started to sing uh, a song of uh, encouragement from the Lord. And she looked over with tears running down her eyes and thought, 
You know, this is amazing, amen. God can talk through children, but any way the Lord gets the word to you, it's the word of God, amen. But it, when it falls, when that word falls, amen, Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, uh, piercing even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. That's, that's really sharp when you can get between a person's soul and their spirit. Amen. And the joints and the marrow and, uh, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. The word of God, amen, knows your thoughts, your ideas. Amen. He knows what you're doing. You cannot get away from it. Amen. And when the sower goes to sow forth the seed and the preacher's preaching the Bible, you're reading the Bible. Amen. Somebody is giving you the word of the Lord. Amen. That word of the Lord can get down into the places that nothing else can get into. But it is his followers. Amen. It's the way the word of God gets to you. Romans 10 and 15 says, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Praise God. So how great that gospel is to somebody, or I mean to somebody who brings that. I've often talked about churches and the size of churches or the niceness of churches. And I've, I've often used it to a lighthouse, a lighthouse on a hillside. It can be an old dilapidated lighthouse. Amen. It could need painted. It could need all those things. But what does that mean to a ship that's out there? Amen. About ready to hit the rocks. And so it could be a huge lighthouse. It could be a small lighthouse. But what does the uh, skipper or what does the, uh, the master of that ship, what does he care about what that house, uh, white, or lighthouse looks like? As long, praise God, as it's putting forth the light. And as long as the church is putting forth the light, as long as the church is, is giving what it needs to give, I know many years ago when we started the church, the church building, amen, we, we had a lot of problems. You know, the windows were not in good shape and et cetera and et cetera. Somebody had invited someone that had went to a big, beautiful building. And uh, they, uh, they'd come to the church service. And uh, we had church. Man, we had church. We worshiped God. We praised God. It was great. It was great. It was great. It was great. And on the way out the door... Um, this person turned to the person that had invited them and brought them. And they just said to them, they said, I don't understand why you said not to expect much. Praise God. I want you to know. I, I, I really had a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. You know, living, being in church is not the building. It's the Spirit of God. It's the presence of God. We could have a beautiful building, but if we don't have the presence of God in our building, if we don't have the Spirit of God in our building, they said, I never felt that in my church. I never felt what I felt in this church. Praise God. And, and, and of course, I understood. I, I'm a guy that tries to understand I understood that they probably had their eyes more on a building. You know, our building is not very nice. It's maybe not in the nicest part of town, and things don't look good. But 
Amen. That person was longing for something deeper than just a building. They was longing for a relationship. They was longing for some, some relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. And so, amen, you have the building. Amen. And then, of course, when you sower goes forth to sow the seed, you have what is known as the weather. It affects that seed. If you go out in the winter and you sow that seed, that's why as Christians, we've got, amen, to understand the seasons that God has in our lives. There are seasons that's in our lives. We go through different seasons. Amen. And I go through a, a season of youth. I go a season of being in the middle of life. And then I'm going to go through the season of being elderly. we got to understand there's seasons in our lives. And we have to sow according to the season. Praise the Lord. For me to try to have a great revival in the middle of the summer would be her a problem because nobody's in a revival mode but if you wait until everybody has weared themselves out in the summer with the things of the world then you come along with a nice revival praise god then it works better you understand what i'm saying there's seasons in your lives there's seasons in the people that you're reaching out and touching praise god there's seasoning seasons Amen. I knew of a, a, a young lady that was about five years older than her, the, the guy that she cared for. And I just simply said, if she does, if it does work out, it's not going to be while he's 16 or 18 and she's 24. But when she got to be 28 and he got to be 24, then all of a sudden there was that connection. You see, there's seasons in everybody's life. You can't go out in the winter and you can't spread out uh, seeds in, on, on, the, on the dirt, on the ice and expect something to happen. There's a season, there's a spring, there's a summer, there's a fall, there's a winter. A farmer knows that too well, praise God. And so there's seasons in our lives. There are times when we plant the seed. When you see somebody, amen, and they're not interested for the things of God, Hey man, you can toss that seed out because basically we don't know what's down deep inside. We only see what's on the surface. I'm telling you, we are not very smart. None of us are very smart if we judge someone because I don't know. I don't know what's down deep. You could say, well, they're not in their season to find God. You don't know that. Praise God. Sow the seed. But understand, amen, that that seed, you know, this sower, the word of God, amen, that's, that farmer was not very wise in his seed throwing it by the wayside. He wasn't very wise throwing that seed on stony ground. He wasn't very wise going back and forth and sowing that seed. Praise God. But when it comes to God, we don't have to worry about wasting the seed. We just put it out there because we don't know the hearts of what we're sowing that seed on. We don't know what it's about to come about. I want to tell you something. In the 30 years I've been here, I have taught home Bible studies 
many and many of times. And when you look at the streets where I taught home Bible studies, amen, they never came to the church and never came to the Lord. But somewhere down that street, someone got up and came to church and came to God. You just don't know. You sow that seed. Praise God. You put it out there. It might be stony ground. It might be regular ground. It might be whatever. But you put that seed out there. Amen. And you just give that word. You don't have to worry about, amen, coming low on seed. God will always give you the seed that you need. You just put that word out. You might say, oh, Pastor White, I don't know much about the Word of God. Hey, man, just put out what you got. It's all God requires you of. What about the, the servant he went to? He says, you know, I got one talent. But I hid that talent. Praise God. Use that talent. Hey, we're living in a world today when we need people saved. Here's the deal. You, 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 you think, well, you know, they're not someone I care for. That's true. But think about this, somebody, amen, can touch someone that you care for, and God can use them. Praise God. You know, one of the most wonderful things that my children, when my children moved away, when some of my children moved away, and they went into a town, and that preacher in that town would say to them, oh, you know, your dad pastors a church? Your dad is in East Liverpool, Ohio? Why don't we go to lunch? Come on, let's go out. And they were able to help my children. Praise God. Even though it wasn't their children. You know, here's the thing. You sow, you reap. You help somebody, amen, that you have no reason to help and God will cause somebody to help your people that you care about. Praise the Lord. Sow the seed. But when it comes to the weather, when it comes to the rain, when it comes to the hail, when it comes to all the things that happened, amen, there was no difference. Amen. On whether it rained on the good ground or the stony ground. There was no difference on whether it was hot and sunny on the good ground or the stony ground. It was the same. We all face the same trials, tests, struggles, situations. It rains on the just and the unjust. So it doesn't matter, hey man, who you are, where you are. You're going to get the same weather. It's going to happen just the same. We're all going to go through the same tests. We're all going to go through the same trials. We're all going to go through the same problems. We're all going to go through the same things. We all face it. We've all got our things we have to deal with. Whether it be fear whether it would be, hey man, not uh, having enough work, having too much work, hit, uh, you know, not having enough money, having too much money, praise God. Physically, we all go through the same things. The weather hits us all. We all struggle. Amen. And when you do, 
Amen. It's the same conditions. The only thing that's different is the ground that that seed falls on. We can talk about the seeds that are falling on others, and we can talk about the seeds that are falling on us. Praise God. The difference was the ground. Jesus explains a little later in verse 18, he explains, amen, about this. He says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When any one heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, look at the word understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which is sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. When we're reaching out to others and we're throwing seeds, when they get those seeds, amen, they can allow them to go by the wayside. The wayside is along the side, praise God, where people walk, where people tread, where people drive their vehicles or whatever. It's hard, packed ground. It's when the Word of God comes out and it hits the ground, amen, and it, there's no care that the ground will accept it. So what the ground does was it lets it lay on top. It will not take it in. And when we hear the word of God and we bring it to our heart and take it in, that's one thing. But when we reject it, we're like that wayside. It doesn't matter to me, so we put it on the side. It's not important to me, so we put it on the side. We, we say it's not that important. <clears throat> and so we put it on the side. It's the wayside. It hits that dirt and it bounces, praise God. And it lays out there. It's not going to do anything. And so the Lord, in the natural, the Lord says, Amen, I'm just going to allow it to become something. If you don't want it, I don't waste anything. God doesn't waste anything, so he allows the birds to come. He allows the birds to eat it. You don't want it? And that's the way it is with the Word of God. You could be sitting in a service and the preacher be preaching, amen, and he put forth that Word. He tells you, thus saith the Word of the Lord, this is what we must do. And he's telling you the Word of God. You know, the preacher's just the messenger. He's just telling you what the Bible says. If you ask somebody a biblical question and they don't say to you, let me tell you what the Bible says. If they say to you, let me tell you what I think. Forget it. It's, it's great being a preacher sitting in a restaurant. And nobody around knows you're a preacher. Praise God. Nobody knows that you've studied the Bible and everything and you know what it is. Hey, man. And to hear them, well, let me tell you what the Bible says. Uh, what, let me tell you what the Bible, what, what I think the Bible says. And they'll tell you and you'll think, oh, my God, if you were building me a gallow, I would love for you to tell me. Let me tell you how to build a gallow, because I would be fine. Praise God. When you have somebody say, let somebody tell you, let me tell you what the Word of God says. Praise God. Let me tell you what the Bible says. Amen. When that Word comes forth from the preacher, it's coming forth from the Word of God. 
Amen. And, and I just appreciate the Lord using me. I really do. Amen. And so when, you, when that word comes forth and it hits that hard ground, amen, and we don't accept it. The preacher's preaching. That's why, that's why when we have revival or when we have an altar call, we need people that are willing to get up and come to the altar. People say, well, I don't want them to think that I'm not right. Well, that's fine. We're all not right. Amen. But that's why we need people to get up and come to the altar. Praise the Lord. Because it breaks the ice for somebody that's sitting there. Amen. And, 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 and is not sure they should go to the altar. But when that seed hits that ground, if it's wayside, if you allow it to go on your wayside, by tomorrow you'll forget about it. It's gone. Praise God. You see, when the, when the angel came by and struck the water, it was hot. The first, first person went in, got what they needed. When the preacher's preaching and you feel the conviction, when the Lord gives you a word, you better grab it. Because Satan is standing behind him to take it away. Praise God. When you get a thought that's a word of God, when you get a revelation that's from the Lord, you better love it enough to believe it. Because if you don't, the Bible said he'll, that Satan will come along and he'll give you a strong delusion. And you'll walk away believing a lie. We have to be careful. The wayside, it's hard ground. It's not been plowed up. The earth doesn't care to take it in when that seed falls. Praise God. We're talking about sinners. We're talking about other people. But most of all, we've got to talk about ourselves. We've got to let the Lord plow our ground up. That's why he brings us trials and troubles and everything else. Otherwise, we will be glad in what we're doing. You know, I have a season in my life. This is the season I believe God has put in my life. From the month of March all the way through the month of December, in my business, I can go out each week and I can work as many hours as I want and make as much money as I want. I don't ever have to worry about it. I just can go out. I can work eight hours, ten hours. I've got people calling me every day I can't get to. But in the month of January and February, it's so cold that there are times I can't get out there and work. And I have to save money for those months, and I do. I mean, it's part of the, it's like a farmer. He's not always reaping the crop. But I have to come to God. I come to God. And it's those days when God slows me down. You know, I preach a lot of funerals. Most out of the church than in the church. Praise God. And I, it's those, I, and when we come to a funeral, a family funeral, it's like God slows us down and we have to think about life. There's seasons. And so God will send those seasons to me. To make me better, because if all all year long, if I needed money, I'd just go out and work. Then I would not come to the point where I would need God, right? 
other than maybe a physical tragedy or something. But there are times when God does things in our lives because he wants us to slow down and he wants to get our attention. He's plowing up our ground because we won't accept the word of God like we should. Praise God. Amen. The wayside is hard ground. It's where we get hard with God. It's where the seed comes. You know, the preacher can get up and preach. And he can preach on something we like. And our ground's nice and soft there. Seed hits. Seed's doing good. But then he throws some seed on some hard ground that we don't like. I don't want to give that up. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. And that seed just hits the ground and bounces. And we let it lay there. And we still stay in that situation because we've never softened up that ground for that seed to get. There are things in your life, when the preacher goes to preach, it could be anything. When the preacher goes to preach, amen, you get hard and you say, "Mm -mm, not that. I'm not giving that up. I'm not, and that's your hard ground. Praise God. And he talks about, did you notice he said, Understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one, and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart? You see, we have to have an open heart when we come to God, or we will not fully understand the things of God. Let me ask you something. How many love living for the Lord? You do? You love going to church? You love being in the house of the Lord? You love praising God? You love living for Him? Do you mind living holy? Do you mind living righteously? Do you mind giving unto God? Why doesn't everybody? Why doesn't everybody? I drive up the road sometimes, Avondale, and I look over people and I think, if you knew what I knew, if you knew what I felt, if you knew the God I knew, if you knew this and this and this, you would be doing what I'm doing. Why is it? It's because the seed fell on the hard ground and they never opened up and accepted it. And so they don't understand Jesus told him in this parable, he told him, praise God, in one of the verses here, he told him, he said, and the disciples came to him and says, why speakest thou the parables? And he answered and he said to them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, it is not given to them. Praise God. The reason that it, it is opened up to them, and you know, the Holy Ghost just kind of showed me something. The Holy Ghost kind of let me know if God allowed people to feel the way that I feel. They would live for him, but they would not live for him because they loved him. Praise God. God doesn't want us coming to him for the benefits and the blessings and all the other things. 
He doesn't want us coming to him so that I would have a good wife, a good life, a good family, a good everything else. God wants me to come to him because I love him. And then he gives me that. So he comes to me in a parable. He comes to me and says, praise God, if you will open your eyes and if you will want a relationship with me, then you'll see all this. But if you don't, you won't see it. People look at us and they say, I don't understand why you live. I don't understand why you go to church every Sunday. I don't understand why you live for the Lord. I don't understand why you put forth all the effort. And you know what's bad about this? If I would let the flesh take over, there will come a time when I won't see why I'm doing it. And walk away from God. I won't see what the blessings I have in the Lord. All I'll see is the work that I got to do to get it. Praise God. Amen. We can have everything. We can have, you know, it's amazing to me. Someone comes in on a job, and, and some of you will relate to this, some of you managers. They'll come in the job, and they'll be like, this is great. I love this job. I like my job. Give me that shirt. I love my job. And then after a few months, they're like, I hate this work. I hate this job. I hate that. What changed? It was all the same stuff. It's what they were looking at. It's the way they were looking at it. You can love your life or you can hate your life. You can love living for the Lord or hate living for the Lord. It just depends on where you allow the word of God's seed to fall in your life. Are you doing it on the hard ground or are you doing it on the soft ground? But we come to the Lord, and when we come to the Lord, amen, he opens our eyes. Ephesians 1 and 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of his glory and the inheritance in the saints. Praise God. You know, when, when, when a person comes to God, oh my God, time. When a person comes to God, amen, and they open their eyes. You remember when you came and you sat on a pew and, 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 and all of a sudden you realize, I got to be saved. I got to get right with God. All of a sudden, your eyes were opened. I want a relationship with him. All of a sudden, everything came open to you, and, and you were like, oh, my God, <clears throat> I need a relationship with you. And then all of a sudden, the lies or whatever you did in the world where you, you if I said, go back to this and this date and tell me what cuss words you said and where, you could say, I don't remember that. You didn't care. Lies, you didn't care. Things you did, you didn't care. You, you wouldn't be able to remember that. But then all of a sudden, hey man, it's important to you. Why? Because your eyes were opened. And you began to see right from wrong. Why? Because you started to love God. And instead of your life being a garbage dump, you start to clean it up. Praise God. And you say, you know what? All this stuff does matter. Praise God. Why? Because you're understanding. The word of God is, is, is spread. And you understand this is important. This is important. 
when the preacher's preaching the word of the Lord, you need to let it sink on the ground. Don't turn hard to it. Soften your ground. Praise God. The, the, the disciples asked Jesus about the parable. And in verse chapter 10, verse 10 and verse 11, he told him, he said, it's for you to know. It's not for the others to know. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, he said, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolish to him. Neither can they know them because they are spiritually discerned. You see the wayside, praise God, they understandeth not because understanding comes by a desire to know him. Paul says that I might know him. Praise God, if I could only know him. Remember when you first came to the Lord, you said, I want to know Jesus. I want to know him. Praise God. And when you want to know him, <clears throat> all of a sudden, things begin to open up to you about him. I want to know him. I want to follow him. I want to be with him. And when that does, amen, our understanding opens up. When a preacher gets up and he's preaching the word of the Lord, and you're a person that wants to know Jesus, when he's talking about God, all of a sudden you're relating to that. And you're saying, I understand that. That makes sense to me. That's, I understand that. that. I love that. That's good. Praise God. And I, I just love it when I'm preaching and I watch somebody get excited about the Lord and they spit something out, not realizing that they're spitting something out. And I'm like, that means something to them. Praise God. Nothing wrong with shaking that terrible towel out there in the middle of no, out there in the middle of a game. Praise God. I do that. Praise God. But there's something wrong when you can't do that in church. I had a guy, a friend of mine one time, he came to the Lord and he kept saying to me, I don't get emotional. That's why I don't get emotional in church. I don't care about that stuff. I, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Never thought another thing about it until I was riding with him one day when an Ohio State football game was going. Shh. What's that wrong with you? He's beating the dash. That's like, you don't get emotional? It's what we get emotional over. You know, people say, you ought to run around the church. I don't think that's the problem. If that's the problem, we'll all get up and run around. I think sometimes we ought to be so excited about what Jesus is doing and what God is doing that we want to get. And you, you got these people that will, oh, I shouldn't have got on this. You got these people that will say, you know, it bothers me because nobody gets excited anymore. What about me? What about you? Amen. You know, I, I come to your church, Brother White, and it might be a dead night. And they don't really get excited. Well, what about you? What about me? What about you? You know, I, I'm not supposed to be watching anybody else. I need to get excited. So as a pastor and as a preacher, amen, I shouldn't be getting up here and saying to you, you know what, you all ought to get excited for Jesus. I ought to be getting up here and saying the things that would make you get excited for Jesus. 
And then you ought to get excited for Jesus. Praise God. And so, amen, but that seed needs to fall. Amen, not by the wayside. And we need to have a desire for God. We need to have a desire to live for God and walk for God and talk for God. Even to the point that we're willing to do whatever it needs to be for God. We'll live holy. We'll walk righteously. We'll live godly in this present world. Praise God. And then, of course, there are the stony places. The stony places. But they that receive the seed into stony places... The same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. Yet hath he no root in himself, and, but doeth for a while, for, he, for when tribulations and persecutions arise because of the word, by and by he is offended. You know, praise God, this rocky soil, it's a rocky, soft soil. It's a dirty, rocky, soft soil. Amen. And he, when that seed falls on that soil, there's rocks and there's dirt he, and there's all those things. Praise God. And you know what I'm going to do? It's 11.02. Before I get into another subject, <laughs> praise God, I'm going to uh, go ahead and Shut it down. I don't know. I might preach on it tonight. I might teach on it next Sunday. But we're going to, rather than, um, uh, rather than to get into another subject, I just feel like the Holy Ghost is telling me to close it down. So that's what we're going to do. Let's all stand. Praise God. How many is excited about service tonight? I will be ministering to you tonight. I don't know. I'm going to go home, pray, and talk to the Lord. Find out whether it be a continuum of this. If not, I'll do this next Sunday. Or whether it will be a different message. Praise God. Amen. All right. The Lord is good, isn't he? Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for this day. God, I thank you, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move. And, Lord, let us 